right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Jay's Corner. It's your boy Jay here today. Today I have Miss Ethiopian World International, Miss Jonay Charlene, contestant winner. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I um, appreciate the mentions of the accolades. You know, it's only been less than a month that I've been crowned um, Miss Photogenic Model of the Year for Miss World International. So I'm super excited about that title and how I get to utilize my new role in uh, magnifying the importance of everybody caring for themselves and for others. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And I, I wish you the best and continue what you're doing because there's a lot of individuals, not only just like little girls, but women, men, children. They need, need inspiration. So thank you for that. To be honest, I would say um, especially men, because um, there's this like double standard or stipulation that I've noticed where you guys are told that certain things that are self-care related are feminized or you guys are frowned upon for wanting to groom in a certain way. And so, you know, I, yeah, I advocate this for all genders, all peoples. Yeah, actually, that's a good segment to what we're talking about today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your spirituality and um, especially talk about, because I, I love the fact that you talked about some of the toxic masculinity that does play on men. But I want to talk about your young person. Like how, how did that help you grow into seeing it? Yeah, so I come from a very spiritual and really religious family even though I'm not myself religious I'm more spiritual that that's the way that resonates best with me um but I did grow up religious and so I guess it all kind of started there just having those seeds planted for different spaces like you know mom's family being bishops you know having churches and being forces in the community and uh, myself like starting a children's choir when I'm like five you know playing the drums for the church from 12 all the way up to college you know um just a lot of different leadership roles and pioneering things going on there and in, in like ministry and purpose and spirituality but for me that's like influential right so when you train up a child you train them and raise them the way that they should go and when they're older they will not depart from it is what the scripture says so it kind of came back full circle but based off of what I've learned I had to be true to myself and I found that religion divides but spirit connects Mm -hmm. So where that became true for me was looking at history, all the deaths that surrounded because, and then there's so much separation. So it's like, what do you practice or what's your religion? And the second you answer that you are other than the, your brother, sister in front of you, you are something different than them, perhaps, unless you guys are both bonded in that same practice or religion. And so, you know, again, it divides and then there's frictions based off beliefs, who's right. This is the God, that's his name, that's his color. And it's just too much but yeah. we all have spirit we all have spirit and there's no color to spirit right it's just right, pure right. energy pure love so that came about for me unfortunately um through traumas so I ran into domestic violence and um you know a few other traumatic experiences that had me like god if I'm doing my best to be my best how can these really horrible things still happen to me you yeah. know and so just kind of one-on-one in it with god and him actually showing up and that becoming a personal relationship where my epiphany was, wow, mm -hmm. I knew ed educationally God. I knew God from a like a practice ritualistic kind of standpoint and not from a intimate personal 
get on the phone, call him up. He's going to pick up the phone for you. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. kind of relationship was developed based on, um, you know, traumas, unfortunately, but, you know, having that door to the access already there, like having his phone number, right. Whether he's picking up for you or not having his phone number was something that I say my family did instill with their religious backgrounds, even though I did not find my way spiritually through religion. You know, it all played a role. And this is why I don't think anybody should condemn the next person for what they're identifying with currently, because the scripture also says God will use the foolish things for yes. his glory. So, you know, people will on the flip side of what we're talking about. Right. So they'll condemn um, horoscopes, astrology, they'll condemn numerology, things like that. That is a path that for a lot of people leads to prophecy leads to direct communication with God, which is why other things are kind of like trying to interfere and share messages or whatever is going on there. Um, so again, God uses the foolish things nobody should judge. Um, my spiritual experience has come about through pure love and um, just oneness being what I'm advocating instead of like, you know, you're practicing this, I'm practicing that, what I'm practicing is right and yours is wrong. No, nope, we all have a spirit. It connects us all. We don't need to get into the details of what that looks like or means for everyone because we're all different and we all have different needs. So it's going to mean and look differently for each of us. And we should standardize that as normal, not like, oh, that's weird because you're different. No, yeah. we are all different and we all have different needs. Right. Like I'm not going to parent my daughter the same way. I, I don't have a son, but I'm not going to parent my yet. I'm not going to parent my daughter the same way that I parent my son you know, they have different needs. I'm not going to parent my nine month old, which I don't have either, but I'm not going to parent, you know, you can't be the same to anybody at any given time. Everybody's in a different space in their life and their development and their realities and, and in themselves period, you know? So that's wow. how it happened for me. No, like, listen, um, this will be a great podcast. Just so you know, a great episode. Um, I was taking a few notes of just like, you went, you went deep already. Um, you said religion divides spirit connects how, how did you know I, I found it like really fascinating that you know in your your journey um you didn't lose hope and, and I think that's that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with um what would you say for someone that is like struggling with their like religious ideology like how can you keep it like even for me like I grew up um like I'm I, you know, I grew up very, like, I have a lot of families, all different combinations, all different religions. So I've had different viewpoints, but others have. So what would you say for those that are like, really struggling with their religious connection? Yeah. Um, so there's a project I, I want to work on, but, you know, I'm not against universal alignment. If, it, if this connects or resonates with anybody else and they move faster, do it. But um, I am working on a project called Go Within or go without. So um, what that means is if you're kind of challenged by, you know, how do I get to the spiritual place? How do I, I don't have any references for spirituality or religion, go within yourself. So what are you really wanting to access? What are you really wanting to learn? What are you trying to actually experience? Is it a closeness with divine? Is it communication with divine? Is it the miraculous? Because I feel once that is identified, then you can go into self, prayer, meditation, whatever you want to call that, but you can go within and all there's a place called infinite knowledge that is within, right? And it's how kids like just know things 
like without being taught certain things is there's an infinite knowledge that um, their innocence and their belief in everything allows them to tap into. And that is another way to kind of keep how I've been able to keep hope is tapping into, again, another scripture, sure. Um, sure. that childlike essence, you know, not immaturity, but a childlike essence, right? That purity. So going within finding that infinite knowledge or tapping into that infinite knowledge, knowing how to be still will lead everyone to the space of what they need. So for example, somebody is having um, some sort of blood issue, right. right? Like in their body, instead of going to someone outside of you, like maybe a doctor, hey, you know, tell me what's wrong with me. All they're going to do is look inside their do what they're trained to do and they'll find something for you because that's what you ask them to do. Hey, find something for me to be sick right, about. Right, right. Yeah, no, this is now the reality. And that's their business. Yeah, that's their business. They just, they're servicing you. You ask for yeah, that, right? Yeah. And so I'm just suggesting be, before making that the first move, mm-hmm. go within yourself. Like, okay, how's my body feeling? When did I start feeling like that? Oh, I noticed I started feeling that after I ate some peanuts or, you yeah. know, I started drinking a lot of caffeine lately. And so, you know, I noticed like my blood is like, start, I feel funny, dizzy, yeah. nauseous, like, you know, um, and then you can start to feel what you'll need. Okay. So why was I craving these things lately? That's not a normal part of my diet. Okay. Yeah. It must be something inside that, that your body needs, but because the food is over-processed and you know undernourished you're getting some of this access toxins that's creating adverse reactions in your body when really you could just cut out certain things in your diet and take only what the what you need inside of it so it's lifestyle related and it all relates to going inside so i would just say if anybody's trying to you know um go on a spiritual excursion or yeah. just you know amp up their personal development or closest with the divine go inside everything is inside everything is inside yeah no you, you're absolutely right about that um i from i'll never forget my grandmother she told me when i was young like i think i, I don't even remember but I, I know about the story and you know you you saw times family members tell you stories like certain ones you're like i don't know if that happened the way it happened but other ones like when they say it, you can feel it um but she told me i could be anything i want to be even a king you know whatever i want to do and with that, it's, it's interesting because I've always been trying to believe that. And now that I've gotten older, I never realized how much that was meant and how much everyone had that. And, and that, but, it, but specifically that internal belief, that is the key because, um, you know, it's, it's funny how much we put on others, how much we like say, oh, this, this is because of this or this is because of that. But in actuality, if we take ownership over things, we actually allow us to become stronger, but also more more patient with ourselves. You know, so I really I really like that piece. Um, yeah. I really you said childlike, not mature. Speak on that. <laughs> yeah, like how do you do that? Everyone hears this; it's a very popular scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, people refer to the Bible as basic instructions before leaving Earth, right? right? And so here is a great instruction on how to maintain hope and that lively um, character that yeah. most successful people have. There's an audio that I listen to every day and it's by Earl Nightingale. And I encourage all of my wellness clients to do the same for 30 days. And it's called The Strangest Secret. And he literally talks about how, what's the difference between a young person who has this tenacity for life and they're just, you know, 
going with a fury at their goals and they're constantly thinking billion dollar ideas and making moves to achieve that what's the difference between that person and the person who is like you know middle-aged and beaten down just you know to heck with those dreams who knows and they're maybe even sharing that with others like you know get you a real job and like you know those people right who are just they think they think they're offering you something valuable but they're really discouraging they're killing what the purpose is maybe in that small child or whatever by discouraging them from being whatever they can be right what you and I both know is true they're like no get you a real job like you can't really be what you want so to preserve that like the childhood um part is just dreaming imagination God lives in imagination creating lives in imagination um everything within the imagination is is also inside. So, you know, staying there is a big part of being childlike um, without like not being immature because you want to grow in wisdom. You want to, you want to be wise and most wise acquire this wisdom by having been the fool, right? So there are people who can learn from others. And then there are people who have, who learn from their own experiences, you know, and the more wise are able to learn from others, but that's, that's how you can grow in your maturation, but stay childlike essence with imagination. So take the experiences, but always dream, always imagine and, and be, you know, faith without works is dead. So be acting toward those things, but also live and feel. So another way God means that, and they talk about this in law of attraction as well, is live and feel in that imagination. So let's say I am, you know, a starving comedian yeah. and I just really want to make it to the big times. I want to be Steve Harvey's best friend. You know, I want to be Kevin Hart's, you know, child's godparent. You know what I mean? I want that life and I want to be known as a successful comedian. So what I would do is visualize myself, imagine myself, you know, having cookouts with them you know look at the little god baby right there and we're cracking jokes and Steve and I just had brunch and I had to leave there because my godchild Kevin Hart's kid you know is having a birthday party like I would be imagining those things Mm -hmm. I would and I would put myself in situations like you know performance wise where you know I can be in that role you know so that opportunity can come toward me I opened the door, you know, so there are ways that imagination can bring about physical manifestations, but you, you have to see it first. Everything I've ever achieved, I saw first and it started with me seeing it. And then I would be in a situation like what I'm sharing, like doing something close to it, like even hosting the um, red carpet yesterday for DC radio's fifth anniversary and congratulations to them. Happy anniversary. But even hosting that. Yeah. Like when I first came to the city and um, I was, you know, making a way for myself, staying true to who I am creatively and making that make sense here. Um, you know, I had opportunities and one of them was like a music video. And I had already pictured myself like having roles like Oprah, like doing reporterish things. And yeah. Yeah, I had already pictured that. I fantasized about it. I had already been doing that. And so I did this music video and they're like, it's not even at all my role in the music video, but they saw something in me and I had like these glasses. I've always kind of done this look, yeah. right? And so they're like, let's give her a microphone and like pretend she's interviewing the artist. Last night, I just did that for real, like on a big scale. You know what wow. I mean? And so, wow. 
yeah so i'm not you know speaking about it and being about it and, and then yeah. that's how you do it you imagine it you feel that going on like a child Ch children when they do pretend play that's what they're doing yeah. and you know when i pretend played as a kid i pretend played to be an actress i pretend played to be a, a mother i pretend played to be a model i pretend played to be a doctor businesswoman these things i actually have accomplished right. you know um but that's why it's dangerous when like you said every people don't have that in their life to say you can be anything you want to be and then somebody else comes down you know yeah. hey get you a real job you know that's where it takes knowing yourself and being able to go within and hold on to that childlike essence of imagination and just live and feel that and then create ways to kind of like try that on try that on right mm -hmm. and then you can manifest it for real yeah and you know it's funny that you say about manifestation because i i, I work i work as a teacher and like um i worked in like a couple of different settings around the city and you know, while I'm working in Southeast, you know, manifestation is very real. It's just maybe not necessarily the most positive form. You know, you have those that believe all they want to be and they know it and they've seen it themselves, but it's more so artists, not necessarily all artists, but more negative connotation artists, you know, so kind of promoting stereotypes or promoting um, violence, and which, which is still manifestation, you know, in a sense. So, so it's interesting, like how you know, being childlike and having that foundation too, you know, with not only those around you, but also that, that inner belief, you know, because someone's always telling you this and that, you're probably gonna believe it, regardless of what they're saying. So, that's really important. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and and you know what, I don't speak on it as much. But um, to your point, there is the counter to that. You can manifest positively, like what we're talking about, creating the life of your dreams and the purpose that's in you, living that out. But there's also people who are manifesting negatively and not realizing that. Like, people should really be careful what we say to ourselves and others. Um, oh, like, really? I'm having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, it's three o'clock. The day <laughs> is not over. How could you be having a bad day when the day is not even done? You know, um, people give their power away often and create or manifest uh, negative realities. You're right about that. And, and I think our job as people with microphones and voices and, and community leaders like you being a teacher, we have to just remind them not to use their words frivolously, you know, use them with intention. That's that's the, the battle every day. I mean, even... um. I had someone today at work um, say, you know, they were having a bad morning. I was like, it's only 10, you know? But, but even with like, you know, some of the students, um, just that belief, um, like, you know, cause I think now there's so many different factors that affect your mentality. And, you know, it's really more so spirituality. I think like now that we talk about it, spirituality because, you know, if your spirit is low, then everything else is going to like go with it. You know, if you, if you don't have the energy just to, you know, do those, those things, those things that are like joyous and a blessing, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to do other things in, in a positive light. So a lot of times it's always like, um, what's the saying? Um, misery loves company. So it's like mm -hmm. trying to avoid misery while you're around those that are not as brightish in the, in the, in the, in the side, you know what I mean? Because I think everyone now with like, we have facades where we can kind of like, um, you know, put on filters put on a side and that's us. But, you know, when, when you go in bed at night, you know, always have 
that real you. And I think that's where a lot of people are like, I'm missing the spirituality. Because even for myself, um, just even like saying things like gratitude every morning, just saying like, I can do it. You know, it sounds very, very elementary. It sounds very childlike, but it works. And I think some, I think some, there's so much, so much hopeless, hopelessness out here that there, there is a, a, a turning. But I, I don't think, I, I believe that everyone can find their light. I think it's just, you know, it's your own journey. Yeah, you're right about that. And, and that goes back to, you know, what we were touching on earlier. Everybody has different needs. And so what they're going to need spiritually to become who they who they are and to live out their purpose is going to look different. So um, if, if there's a, a job um, that resonates with me most, it's being that spark, being that um, catalyst mm -hmm. to their purpose or to that conviction to live that out, to take that risk, to create whatever that looks like, but to be intentional about their lives and about what God has put in them and what they're supposed to contribute to society, you know? Yeah, that's really, that's really, that's really true. Very true. Um, let's just go talk about the next one. This kind of like, um, kind of segues into it. Um, I'm going to jump around from the agenda. So just go okay. to the conversation. Um, I mean, we, we talked last week about sacrifice over suffering. Um, you can speak more on that because I think that is really important because I see a lot of like friends now where there's so much about sacrifice, you know, sacrifice and, and, you know, putting your, your needs for wants. Set. Um, but sometimes it could be a sense of like suffering, you know, and trying to sacrifice to meet this goal, but just a little more on that. I felt like you had the perfect solution to it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, really, I just I literally pray that the Holy Spirit uses me as a mouthpiece and speaks through me because like I, I know my calling, I know my purpose. And so when when I'm in a position of offering um, like strategies, I want that to be strict, strictly from the divine because everybody's needs are different. So I'm like, give me the words so that whoever hears this, it will inspire what you needed them to hear and, mm -hmm. you know, understand from that. So, you know, referring to scripture again, um, the Bible says that if we suffer with Christ, we will also have the inheritance of Christ. And so, um, you know, suffering versus sacrifice. Sacrifice is sounds forced, right so um there's an awareness there surrounding i have to do this and give this up in order to have that now when you're living from a place of spirit and purpose it's more like submission so there's free will and there's god's will if you're living from spirit and purpose you're in god's will because that's what he put in your spirit that's the purpose he's given you and so um you're not having to sacrifice anything but you do have to suffer with christ that is a cross only you can bear and what that cross looks like is different for each called or chosen person on this path but when you're somebody who's not necessarily in alignment with that not having the faith of that being your calling you're thinking there's something i have to do to have that as a calling yeah. right and you might be sacrificing a bunch of things trying to create that not realizing that is your gift actually you mm -hmm. just need to be in alignment with it and you're going against it by trying to control too much when the key to actually living authentically and purpose is submission to god's will and giving up our free will that's the gift right he gives us free will but says mm -hmm. i hope you'll choose me you know mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because, like, now, it's funny because I see it a lot with, like, almost all of life. There's so much independence. You know, how, how speaking of, like, submission, because I think sometimes, like, especially, um, I think independence and submission, you know, they, 
they can go hand in hand, but I feel like a lot of times a lot of people view it as as either or. Yeah. Um, why is that? Why do you think that's the case? Yeah. Um social conditioning is, is probably the best answer. Um, how how things are marketed and you know, there there are certain agendas around why things were marketed that way. But again, if people would just uh go within, like if they are hoping to be more submissive then you know that is your choice you can actually just do that and does not take away from your independence you know um and not to be in gender roles but it is a related topic when we're speaking about independence and submission right so you know for me I'm, I'm a very feminine woman and but I'm also very alpha and um you know entrepreneurial and there's that so I'm also like very submissive right because I I'm okay look, people can get mad at this or not, but there is a difference. There's man, there's woman, right? There's vagina, there's penis, there's difference, right? And so I'm okay with being a woman and understanding that that's the difference. I'm fine with, I'm comfortable with that. Like that's like, I'm made to be comfortable with that. And I am, you know? And so for me, I um, am graced with a balance between submission and independence. So with that, like, I chose submission to God's will, which helps me to be a better woman, right? Because I'm only staying in alignment with that as best as I can. Um, And I think that is the trick for most people, especially like this day and age where the women are conditioned to, I don't need a man and that whole thing. Or if if he's going to be here, then here's what he needs to this, that, that, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, wow, you know? no, I see it. I see yeah. it. I see it. And it's good to have your standards and it's it's good to, you know, know your boundaries and your values. But um to what end? Like is this what is this really about? Is it about um building together, sustaining a purpose together, um, having a, a relationship, or is this about like control and lifestyle? Because those are two different things. And these are people who can agree on that. There are people who can arrange agreements surrounding control and lifestyle. Okay, submission, you know, and like there that can be created. But for me, I feel like there is a balance that can healthily exist in any facet of life between submission and independence. And that comes with submission to God's will while you operate here independently, right? Because everything that comes to you is going to be you know, from God, and you have the wisdom to recognize who sent you, who sent this, you know, and is it from God? Is it not? And um, yeah, that's what, because, you know, there are people say things like this, let go and let God. And I used to carry a lot with me. I mean, I've gone through it. I've gone through it. Yeah. And I carried that, carried it. And it was heavy. Right. People could see it on me. People could see it on me. They would say things like, Janae, be, be, be kind to yourself. They could tell I was being hard yeah. on myself. And I didn't know how, like, what does that mean? What am I supposed to do? And um, let go and let God used to frustrate me. I used to be so irritated when everybody <laughs> said it. I didn't understand it. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, let go and let God just on some bull crap, right? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, you just, and finally, I, I was able to do that and I understood it. So for anybody who might watch us and have something they're struggling with and not know how to release, actually, literally, and this is simple, you just take that thing. If it's the battle between submission and independence, whatever it is, you take that thing and you give it to God. And how do you do that? You literally don't think about it again after that. You trust that it's working out for your good. That's it. Anything that happens after that or more than that is you not doing that. And right. you're doing something else now. I can't help right, you. Right, right. I don't even know how to tell you how to let go and let God. Like once you give it up, meaning it's no, not your worry, not your concern, it's done. 
that's where you just wait patiently for the manifestation of your better good as a result. It's always working out for our good. So that's the difference between um, people who are able to choose submission and independence as like a lifestyle balance versus they think I got to make a choice between the two. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing I see a lot. I think sometimes people are very much conflicting with them, but also I like controlling too much. Um, and I think that's the one thing now, especially always look at like American history, not necessarily because it's like valuable, but just because like a lot of people, you're walking on the land, probably take some of that energy with you a little bit. So I always find it interesting that a lot of Americans, it's hard for them to stop. It's hard for them to stop either, just whatever they're doing, stop, stop doing this, stop doing that, but really even just thinking, you know, when it comes to those thoughts, it's like, well, all you have to do is stop. But that's that's the part where so many people are like fixated on the world. In fact, I actually, I tell a lot of people that, some, like some people don't realize they're addicted to worrying or, or stress, you know what I mean? They're yeah, and anger. Yeah, anger too, anger too. It's like they're those uh, they're emotional when kick that when it kicks in, it's like they're 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 feeding their bodies feeding for it. not necessarily their their soul, mm-hmm. but their bodies feeding for it. So, but the thing is, like most people, I learned this. Um, I was losing weight. Um, you know, most people have emotional attachment to their body, and I think like you know when you think about food, you think about looks, you think about um, even just like whether you don't care. It's like it's always. An emotional attachment to it, and I think that that really is where a lot of people should focus at because when you see what's going on with your body, you see and a lot of times, not necessarily everybody's body is reflection, but a lot of times, your body feels good, you feel good. So if your body doesn't feel good, you don't feel good. So a lot of times, a connection with that as well. So you know, I can go on and on about food and everything. I'm gonna stop there because I think. That's the part of self-care and wellness um, that really, really a lot of people like don't really think about. And it's so simple, you know, just saying like, even some days I tell, like I, I had knee surgery uh, 10 years ago. And some days I, I, told, my, I told my ACL, I told my meniscus. Wow. Yeah, like, I mean, it was it was like a, it was a, a athlete injury, you know. That's I, serious. Yeah, yeah. And the recovery was like actually almost like six months to a year. So it was a lot wow. of no, ankle injuries are no joke. I, I've had one also. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, the, my ankles are all like, I don't want to get into my ankles. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I always tell myself is tell my body, like, hey, you still got it. And when I tell my body, my knee feels good, my, my body feels good. But then when I say, oh, I'm so sore, <laughs> sore kicks in, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you got to be careful when you're saying that because sometimes the body will make you say that. And really, you were okay. You know, it was like a habit thing, like something trying to get creative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's amazing how the body will try to control the mind and how the spirit has to remind them both, like, I'm in control here. Y'all are serving me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Mind mind over matter. And I think that's yeah. that yeah. that's where whoa, it's so many factors to that. Um, um let's let's talk about uh vibes through apparel. Um, and uh, like speak a little bit more on that because I know when we talked about it, we talked about how you know through fashion through advocacy and essentially if you don't you, you know if you don't look to your best self you don't feel your best self. So that's right. Yeah, and that's exactly what you were um, saying just a moment ago. You're like, hey, if you don't feel if your body is not feeling its best, it's not feeling great. You're you're not doing great. You're not looking great. And so that's well, I I start there mm-hmm. on the flip side of that with vibes through apparel. So get yourself together. 
you know, get, get your hair together, get your face washed. You know what I mean? Um, put on your best outfit, you know, or something that is looking good. You want to represent yourself well. You want to show up for you every day, because if you don't look your best, you know that, you know, you don't look your best. Mm -hmm. So if you're not feeling your best and then you don't look your best, guess what? What kind of day are you going to have? Yeah. The kind of day that's aligned with all of that. But if you look your best, even if you're going through, I'm talking about hell and high water, if you are going through whatever, but you look your best, two things. Number one, nobody's going to see it on you. And that's great. Number two, you're going to end up having a better day than you think because people are going to see something else on you looking your best. You're going to get compliments. You might even get like random little blessings and miracles because your energy will be something different. And before you know it, wow, that was a great day despite what I'm going through. Oh, so did I just learn that what I'm going through does not affect the day that I have? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it starts, I think, with looking your best. So advice to apparel, what we say is look great, feel great, be great. So that's, that's what we're about advocating self-care through fashion yeah and, uh, and I, lo- I love it um you know it's funny because you know when you said that it made me think about um some of my best days i've had um you know i think right now everyone's you know money everyone like like talks about money but one of my some of my best days i've had um probably when i was brokers and it's funny because not necessarily when i was younger or anything but just in different moments of life and it's it, i always feel like um that is something that sometimes we tend to forget that you know we are not tied or controlled by the one total thing. And we have a lot of control on what we do control. And I think sometimes we worry about things we can't control. And that's when we lose control. <laughs> so that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that that's a really good point. Um and so let's talk a little bit about um the pageant lifestyle. Like how has that been for you? And just like the past five years, like how how has that been about, you know, being in DC, being Miss Ethiopia World International, like how's that journey connected with your own journey wow that is such a huge question and i I thank you for asking it because um modeling is personal for me and um pageantry as well so you know really like having that domestic violence experience i was battling confidence and um i was being and being a product of the product i didn't have my store yet but I was doing what evolved as, you know, a purpose business through Vibes Through Apparel. So I started looking my best. I didn't want to look like I'd being abused and all this. So I started, and I was becoming more fashionable because I was expressing myself creatively while looking my best. And I started getting um, scouted and things like that. So pageantry for me has been a reinforcement of uh, that confidence that I get to exude there when, you know, I, I was in a space where I wasn't, you know, necessarily feeling that. And so um, pageantry has not only uh, helped me to exemplify the confidence that I've grown through the adverse circumstances, but to also have a magnified voice and a platform and connections with other women. You'd be surprised how many beautiful, beautiful women have um, had similar experiences. It's unfortunately more common than I would like to share, but um 
but you know, a lot of us just transmute and transform those traumas into um, triumphs and into purpose and successes. So that's what it's meant for me. And more importantly, being able to share this with other women who might see one of us out and think, wow, she's beautiful. That's amazing. And I'm about to go home and get my ass whooped for being cute today, like, because I wore shorts, you know, or whatever it is. And it's like, no, that is not your life. You're beautiful. You're designed to be beautiful. Don't let anybody take that from you or try to dim your light just so they think they can shine brighter. You live in your authenticity and be beautiful. And if that takes, you know, showing that off on a platform for you to understand how beautiful you are, then then go ahead and do that and share your story. And so that's that's what pageantry has allowed me to, to actually do. Um, that's, it that's didn't start out that way, but that's- no, no. Go my back, sorry, go ahead. I said it didn't start out that way, but that's what it's become. Hmm. That's that's really that's really inspirational. I think a lot, a lot of women, um, you know, even like just you know, stories I've heard over time, like, you know, it's you you'll be surprised, like even just with um I think some of it is um from the male or really even with the partner perspective, because I think sometimes it can be, you know, male or female, because I didn't realize how much you know, a lot of like other courtships are like, you know highly everybody um but um a lot of it starts within i think even like those those individuals that you know commit i mean i don't think anyone well okay i'll tell you, let me tell you, that. I'll tell you that. there's some people that think that's love you know what i mean i think there's some people that think that that's happening as love as well but you know and a lot a lot of men i realized like grew up in not the best home you know i think a lot of times they have things that they need to deal with but they don't get the dealings they need for it. And I think sometimes that it puts it out. You know, a lot of times, you know, you, you're always your, your best and your worst with those closest to you. And I think that's where a lot of times it happens. And, you know, I, I do love the fact that a lot more women are speaking out about this. I think part of the issue is like there is kind of like a closed, not niche, but also I think there's a lot of women think there's no support. There's no support, there's no growth in telling some, which, you know, historically there hasn't been a case, but I think now you see there's a shrimp in numbers. And I think now, especially with more platforms and everything's like, you know, be your best, you know, be, be you, you know, regardless of like what light is going on then and you know, keep moving forward. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's a dope industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just speaking on Miss World International in particular, mm-hmm. like I never in my life have been in a community of women who are so supportive of one another. I mean, no cattiness, no um, <laughs> in- intentional like spitefulness or like, let's say there was lipstick on my teeth and I'm about to go to interview. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Look, she's gonna lose some weight. Hey, sis, kindness. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, thank you. And you know, and I'm out there like snipping threads, and we're doing gowns. And hey, like, thank you, kind We're like, it's just, it was so beautiful. The sisterhood and this organization, and I've, like I said, never experienced anything like that. And I'm just really grateful to be here. So the world of pageantry is definitely um bigger than a platform to use as a microphone, a platform to display your confidence and your purpose, but it's also a community of a family, you know, a sisterhood. So yeah. we're grateful for that. And I think that's like, you know, kind of going back to the talk about the beginning, um, I feel like that's just lost to our men. Um, we don't have these like 
positive communities. We have a lot of toxic communities. Like, I mean, if you want to be a toxic man, oh, it's community for you everywhere, you know. But positive communities, I think, definitely have been more challenging. Even, um, you know, even as I get as I get wiser in life, you know, I feel like, you know, that's my way instead of saying older, wiser in life, you know, there's so many ways that um, habits have been pushed on. And, I and even some outside of home, because, you know, when guys talk, guys talk. And I think a lot of it comes down to inner peace, because even for myself, like, I wasn't the most upstanding gentleman for a while. But even in my spare time, I had to grow into it. And, you know, I mean, no, everyone was perfect, you know, but I think as you grow and who you are, you do reflect on the past and you're able to, and you're able to see like, okay, maybe that wasn't the best thing to say or do. And, you know, now you're older, you kind of go back and reflect and try to make sure that isn't done again. But then that's when you realize like, um, the community <laughs> are keeping the mistakes going. So, yeah. so it's just like trying to, you know, navigate that journey or bringing others but also more important yourself with but a lot of times being in that you can lose yourself back in that community so. that's right that's right and you know i was having this chicken and egg conversation recently right and i was like screw the chicken or the egg right like whose fault is it that the communities and things are like that like yeah. let's solve it okay so <laughs> what whichever person is feeling like it's the egg take the role as somebody who creates a solution whoever feels like it's the chicken take the role of creating that solution instead of like wasting time with chicken or egg chicken or egg chicken or egg you know what i mean um so yeah i i would say you're right about it not being that many positive communities but there are some mm -hmm. and like even though i'm not male and i've not been able to like join uh you know kappas or alphas or yeah. any of these things to really speak on you know, um, like how they impact, but I do see them around and I, yeah. I, I, I see what they stand for and they are making positive influences in, in like a group community, mm -hmm. communal level and uh, nationally. And, and, you know, it's pretty cool. And those are having great reputations for men as ways to, you know, build, build together in positive ways and spread that and duplicate. Yeah. Um, there are some other communities that I know of. I forget who the owners are, but I went to school with uh, Demetrius Brown and his father and he, it's a group of them, yeah. but it's, those are the two that I know. And they have a group called something like Men of Honor. Okay, yeah, I think that sounds really familiar. Yeah, it's around here. Okay, so, okay, yeah, um, I know. What's, uh, what's the name? Men of Honor. Demetrius no. Brown, it's father son. They both have the same name. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So fellas, definitely check it out. Um, you know, it's funny because even from my uh, a lot of things that I do as well, you know, talking to guys about it has now been a challenge because not everyone can see it. You know, not everyone realizes. That, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. So this is why I've been talking about. You know, I think that's the part where we're at. And I, I, I love the last. I think COVID enhanced it a little bit more, but. A lot more women of color are being more free within. You know, and I think that's that's the goal, you know, where we're talking about women's rights, but also human rights too, you know, because you know, where do children come from? You know, where like going back to that agenda question, like where do children come from? You know, what where is the foundation at? And I think a lot of times, especially especially for men, we don't think about that. We don't think about those foundational standards or how what I'm doing may affect her. Go ahead. 
you know, and, and how does that role change the way that my day goes or how I feel with him? You know, because a lot of times our internal feelings because of other different factors that we have in check. And I think that's pretty important that, you know, given these platforms like Men of Honor, like the noobs, the capitalists, or even like, you know, alphas, because I know even for myself, like in college, I'm, I'm actually not part of Divine Nine, but I've had a lot of opportunities and part of that reason because, you know, that positive male interaction and specifically alpha men. And I think that's a thing, even as an alpha woman, you know, you, a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference. There's a difference and being able to understand that difference isn't <laughs> isn't hard <laughs> i guess i'll say in essence so you know you don't and, and i think that's the, the, the case where sometimes you know knowing where who we are where we are trying to get past that is like really what's the key you know? so in a lot of men they really don't think about it. wow that's deep um i wonder what it would look like to have this conversation with a, a lot of a lot more men mm-hmm. um, in, in, a, in a grand way. I wonder what would be inspired, what actions would occur as a result, you know, just that open conversation. Yeah, you know, and, you know it's funny because um, I was telling my class today, because I used to work at a ju- juvie uh, when I was in college, it was like yeah, 10 years ago. And, wow. and one of the things while I was there, there was this kid, um, well, he's a man now, he's probably in jail. But he was there for um, and like you know I I'm from originally from Washington DC and um, you know shout out to Jay's corner but no um, <laughs> I love it here yeah oh it's it's great here it's great here but the part of that is is because um, I always tell people about the DMV I mean DC as well there you see the best and worst of everybody and I think that's important because not everyone sees that and, and this kid I mean he was. 16, already had a body. And I'm thinking like, dude, you haven't, you haven't got out your state. You know what I mean? So, so and yeah. now, now he, yeah. he, the, he the king. You know, he he the crown because he's doing it for a set. He's doing it because they beefing with a gang. You know, it's like, wow. Small violence. But it's also like, I'm thinking about coming from the sea, a bigger city, nation's capital. I'm thinking of how this impact of self-worth, how is this connected? And, and who taught him these values? You know, like, mm-hmm. who these values? Um, you yeah. know who taught him. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know who taught him, and that goes back to what you were saying about us needing to basically market, commercialize, and create communities surrounding a different narrative yeah. for, for young men to find themselves in. Yeah, and because I'm still fascinated when guys, like, I mean, I never wanted to be a teacher, but I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have this opportunity because I didn't realize how impactful this job was. Especially, we think about so many guys that have never seen a man dressed up in a suit. Like even for myself, like me and my father, um, you know, he's passed, but you know, when when he's still alive, like we had, we had a good relationship. We didn't have the best relationship or the worst, but we had a good, good functional relationship. But even with him, you know, I've seen him you know, dress up once or twice for a funeral event. But to never see a guy in a suit, I think that's part is like still, still a little disheartening to me because um, just the way we are stigmatized, you know, and, and sometimes the way we perpetuate the stigma, you know, I think for all the games, especially men, 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 regardless of color, men perpetuate stereotypes. We are 
who we are and we take pride in it. And a lot of times we get nervous if we go against that because as a man, you have to know who, you know? So, so it's a lot of, but, but it's, a, it's a, a switch because it's what you are on the surface, not within. So a lot of times a lot of men know who they are on the surface, but within is a little different, so. Yep, that's definitely true. I um, I wonder how God is going to use you, but I can hear your conviction surrounding this challenge and this this need for our community to grow. Um, and I, I can only imagine what God is going to do using you to kind of maybe inspire that or even be a part of the, the changes that come about. So however I can support whenever that manifests, definitely let me know. I will, I will, of course, of course. No, I, I appreciate you for saying that. Um, that. That means a lot to me. You know, a lot of times I just, I go walking faith, moving action, you know, and, and that's where it carries me. So but I appreciate you saying that. Um, any last words before, uh, you know, this first segment? We're definitely going to come back. Again, yes, today. I would love to. I, um, sorry to hear about your loss, you know, but, um, Definitely grateful that you had that experience because you know not everybody gets to know, you know, their parent, etc. But um, I can be found as Janae Charlene on all platforms. Um, I encourage everybody to take time out to care for themselves and to inspire and encourage others to always do the same. There's a reason why when we're on a flight and they're going through the emergency protocols, they say secure the oxygen mask on your face mm -hmm. before helping someone else do the same. So make sure that you guys are all doing your best to be your best and you know, looking great, feeling great so that you can be great. And if there's anything myself or my organizations can do to support you with that, definitely head over to vibesthroughapparel.com, V-I-B-E-S-T-H-R-U-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We are very modestly priced. We're not going to say, oh, look your best, but here's these high marketed prices. You know, good luck with that. No, we're, we're unbelievably priced. And it's for that very reason. We want everybody to have the chance to look their best, feel their best and be their best. And from an inside wellness standpoint, if there's anybody struggling with weight loss, stress, or just wanting to create healthy wellness habits surrounding healthy aging, or just, you know, wellness in general, head over to our site, Ready, Go, Reset. Have a look at all the amazing information we have there and the amazing products. We have trials, so you can definitely invest in yourself if you're not happy, no questions asked, refunds, all of that. We're just here to support everyone with being their best and caring for themselves as, as best as we can. So thank you so much for having me on the show and allowing me to share our message and um, our purpose. Yes, no, thank you, Janae. Please, and like once again, thank you, Miss Ethiopia World Nashville, for coming on our show, and we can't wait to have you again. Thank you. I can't wait to come back. Thanks. Thanks. All right, y'all, that's been it for today. Um, next time, peace. See ya.